welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? Are you feeling a little bit better? I certainly hope so. As for us, I wanted to share some wonderful news with you. In the past, we've been having issues with our emails, either not being sent, or when they did, they would fly into spam folders, making me not a happy camper. I met an amazing technology guru who has been helping me get this all straightened out, and we're turning a corner. So if you'd like to receive my emails, I'd love for you to go to marymac.info, sign up for my free ebook, which will be delivered instantaneously to you. Yet just in case it might fly into spam now and again, just drag my emails into your inbox and we'll be set. I'd really like to keep in touch with all of you through email because it seems that all these social media companies are constantly changing their rules and there is no way to keep track of everything, no way for me to guarantee that you'll be able to see my posts. Also, if you have a large following, chances are very slim that you would even get my posts. So please sign up for my private email list and we'll always stay connected. And I thank you for doing that today. In last week's episode, I spoke with you about the social challenges we face after a loved one's death. And this week, I thought I'd expand upon it. When we are grieving, it can take so much out of us, leaving us strapped for energy and focus. I remember it was very difficult to do many things, and it seemed much easier to just stay home, avoid family and friends, not attend gatherings or parties, not exercise, and not keep up with the phone calls from my best friends. I just felt exhausted from doing just my obligations in a timely manner. And even then, most times I was behind. Does that sound like you? Perhaps you feel the same way. It just seems to take too much energy to do all you did before your loved one died, and you really don't want to. And when we isolate from family and friends, it takes that much longer to reconnect with them. And sometimes you even feel embarrassed once you feel ready, which keeps you from re-engaging at that time. First, this is all part of the grieving process, and it's usually a part we don't think much about. We've spent a lot of time saying no to invitations, 
It's not that our friends haven't tried, but we decided against it. They tried asking us out to dinner. They even tried a movie where we wouldn't have to talk much. They tried asking us out to a bowl game, but we felt we'd have to share ourselves too much while having beers, and that brought on too much pressure. You might have worked many hours during the week, and you've conveniently convinced yourself that going out with family or friends is just too much work. Grabbing junk food, slipping into something really comfortable with a blanket, cuddling on the sofa, and enjoying a favorite movie will work just nicely, thank you. Yet to forget that it's been many times that you've canceled on them, and how many times do you think they will continue to ask, knowing that they will once again get rejected? And I know you truly feel that you can only focus on your grief and sorrow. And for a time, your family and friends will understand that. But there will come a time when they will be wondering when you'll decide to slowly rebuild a new life for yourself. One that might include them. And I know it's really scary to think that you'll need to rebuild a new life, but the fact is, anything you do from this point on will be new and different, and you might feel unsure and weary without your someone special. But it's necessary. Let them reach out to you, let them guide you out of your sorrow when they can. Take the risk and let them lead you. Maybe the best thing is to do an hour outing at first. Tell them that's all you think you can bear. Tell them you're afraid it will be too much for you and you'll fall into a basket of tears. And if you do, will they be okay with that if you have to leave? This way you are covered. If you get too emotional, you can leave early, together. But if you find yourself having some fun, not thinking of your pain for a short time, wouldn't that be wonderful? To catch yourself laughing again, to alleviate the constant state of sadness, wouldn't that just be grand? And maybe if things went well, you would consider doing it again, soon. Even going to yoga class with your best friend. Maybe going over their home for two hours to share dinner and a movie on their sofa together instead of yours all alone. Maybe it's time to go back to church, synagogue, or your favorite religious tradition and see how that feels. If your friend or family member truly loves you, and wants what's best for you, they will accept your reservations and work with you because they are interested in helping you through this difficult time and they also may be grieving for this same loved one. And you could uplift one another. So the next time you are struggling with a quick frozen something versus eating something more nutritious, consider what is best for you. Sure, the quick frozen thing or takeout is easier, but is it wiser?
And when you are grieving, it seems like an uphill battle to continue with your previous social gatherings. Maybe it was a dance class, an exercise class, or you went jogging with a friend each morning. Maybe you used to do those things with the person who died, and now it just seems unthinkable to do them alone or with anyone else. And that I can understand. But there is no reason why you can't consider a different sport, a different class, maybe even one you wanted to do before they died. But they were so set on jogging, and you were okay with it, and you did it with them, but really, you wanted to do Pilates, and now you might research where to attend Pilates classes and venture out on a new journey. And yes, you might be thinking that you don't want to do anything anymore because it's so much easier to just stay home. And you are right, it is easier. It's safer, it's easier, it's less stressful. And you don't have to worry about how you will react. And you might feel all these things you used to do, well, they no longer have any meaning for you. If we continually suppress ourselves emotionally, and socially, it can lead us down the road to depression. Have you ever wondered why it is that when we replay our sorrow over and over and over, and we don't gather with people to uplift us, we seem to go down that rabbit hole where you can't find joy in anything, not anything we do, or joy in anything we feel? It is so important that even when we don't want to gather with others, that we push ourselves to do so. If we are asked out, tell them your reservations, but please go anyway. It doesn't matter what feeling or tears may come up. Be with those tears, work through them, and then jump back into the activity or gathering. People know what is happening for you, they know how sensitive you are right now, and they will think that you are very brave to test the waters again. It doesn't make what happened any less severe. It doesn't make what happened any less sorrowful. And it doesn't make what happened any less horrific for you. But by going out into the world, even when you don't feel like it, you are telling your mind and body that you won't go down the road of depression. You won't allow yourself to die alongside the person who died. You are still here. You are still living. And more than likely, you have a lot of living left to do. And yes, it might have taken this podcast episode to sort of shake you into reality that you can have a good life again. You are entitled to a good life. And you can re-blossom. Is that a word? <laughs> okay, you can rekindle the wonderful relationships you had. A simple, I'm sorry that I've been out of touch, will suffice. And if they were especially close to you, they will be so glad to start again because more than likely they were really missing you as well. And they miss the old you 
And even though that person may not exist anymore, in the same way they knew you before your loved one died, they will willingly take the time to get to know the new you. And you have to give them time too. You have to let them regroup about feeling so rejected, perhaps after many months or even years. And if that's the case, you will have to forgive them too for not snapping back into place because they are hurt too. You must recognize that your absence from their lives put a sadness in their heart too. So do apologize simply and sweetly and let them be so they can mull it over. If they return, wonderful. If they don't, also wonderful. And you will bless them for the relationship you did have and wish them well in the future. Learning how to beautifully and lovingly close a relationship is something all of us need to know how to do. Every person in our lives comes into our lives for a specific season. Some seasons are longer than others, and we must let them go when that relationship season is over. With no bitterness, anger, or resentment. You loved each other for a time, and now that time is over. Be grateful for all the love you shared for the time you had together. And so it is when we lose someone. We love them for a season. It might have been the nine months you were pregnant and now there was a stillborn baby. Or you never got to birth and you miscarried only months along. Or you were married over 60 years and your season was miraculous. And for all the years in between, we can never know the extent of our season. So it is imperative that we are grateful each and every day for that particular day with the people whom we love most. In the world we now live, there is more uncertainty than ever. We'd like to believe our loved ones will be with us for decades, but sometimes, in the blink of an eye, they are gone. And surviving and coping as we navigate through our lives without them is a major task, a sorrowful and painful task. But when you allow others who want to support and love you to do so, even when you don't want them to, we will be richer and calmer because of it. The trick is to simply communicate your needs along the way and welcome alternative ways to do things. If an invitation is just too long, don't have dinner, have tea. And if a run is too much, a walk once around the block to breathe in deeply will do just fine until you feel up to stronger exercise. And if it means you want to take a short course, even one night, to learn something new, to just get out to meet and mingle with new people, please do that. The course can be in something you've already wanted to try, maybe pottery or knitting, sewing, painting, learning computers. There are so many things that would help us learn something new. 
even though socializing again, can be a scary thing. Promise me you will allow yourself to get out and see a bit more of the world. Get out from behind your comfortable four walls. Get out from the perceived safety net of your home. Yes, you might feel rebuilding a new life may be a betrayal to the life you lived before they died, but that is all in your mind. And I seriously doubt the person who died would want you to stop your life altogether. Just because they aren't here anymore is absolutely no reason for you to forfeit your own. I just won't allow you to think that way. No one knows how many years you personally have to enjoy this life. And we both know it's the only one we have. So please stop wasting it and go out and enjoy it. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if it is in a sitting position. And I know you still think this is crazy, but please just do it for me anyway, okay? Thank you for listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to me and share with those who may benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find info on my site, marymac.info, to do just that. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.